بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا now we go to the second hadith which the author the compiler رحمه الله put in the book of fasting that's the hadith of عمار بن ياسر رضي الله عنهما عن عمار بن ياسر رضي الله عنهما said من صام اليوم الذي يشك فيه فقد عصى أبا القاسم He who fasts on a day about which there is doubt concerning the start of Ramadan has disobeyed Abu al-Qasim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it is reported by al-Bukhari as mu'allaq hadith an Ammar bin Yasir radiyallahu anhu qal man sama al-yawm al-lazhi yushakku fih faqad asa Abu al-Qasim zakarahu al-Bukhari mu'allaqa al-Bukhari reported it as mu'allaq narration and it was connected by the five and Sahihahu ibn Khuzayma but Khuzayma considered it Sahih and Ibn Hibban Man saam al-yawm al-lazhi yushakku fihi he who fasts on a day about which there is doubt this is from the saying of Ammar bin Yasir Is this considered to take the form of raised marfu' to the Prophet ﷺ or is it that this is the opinion of Ammar marfu' to the Prophet ﷺ or is it that this is the opinion of Ammar this segment he who fasts on a day about which there is doubt Concerning the start of Ramadan, has disobeyed Abu Qasim. The answer is the second. This answer is the second. That this is from the opinion of Ammar. Because Ammar deducted it, Ammar deducted it from the saying of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he said فَإِنْ غُمَّ عَلَيْكُمْ if meaning the sighting of the crescent of Ramadan was blared فَأَكْمِلُوا عِدَّةَ شَعْبَانَ ثَلَاثِينَ then complete the count of شَعْبَانَ as 30 days meaning meaning don't fast so this is from what is known in Arabic as Al-Istinbat, deduction. And it is not from the Marfu' aspect. It is not from the Marfu' it's not from the type of raised. Because the saying of the companion, because the saying of the companion, which is considered as Marfu' raised to the Prophet is the one which is free from opinion. However, the one involving an opinion, 
then it is an understanding from the companion. Is this clear? Is this clear? You understand therefore? Fine. Almost welcome. Because this is deducted, ya sister Khadija, this is his understanding, which he deducted from the saying of the Messenger وسلم, when he said, فَإِنْ غُمَّ عَلَيْكُمْ فَأَكْمِلُوا عِدَّةَ شَعْبَانِ ثَلَاثِينَ If it is blurred, meaning the sighting of the moon crescent of the month of Ramadan, then complete Sha'ban as 30 days, meaning and don't fast. You understand? Okay. Now, when he said, back to the hadith, when he said, رضي الله عنه, he who fasts on a day about which there is doubt, doubt, meaning, it is doubtful. Is it from Ramadan or it is not? Why? Because it is blurred, meaning the moon sighting. It's not seen by the sight either due to clouds or to dust blackening and darkening or due to thick smoke, or other than that, meaning you fall in doubt. Now, which night is this? This is the night of the 30th. The night of the 30th. Okay, meaning 29th of Shaban, followed by the, ninth, the, the, the night of the 30th. This is known as Laylatul Salafin. You understand? the night of the 30th from Shaban now then he said he who fasts on a day about which there is doubt concerning the start of Ramadan has disobeyed Abul Qasim and who is Abul Qasim? Abul Qasim is the nickname for the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam he is known for that known by that nickname now, the Bukhari rahimahullah, when he reported this, he reported it as mu'allaq, meaning a broken chain from his side. And the mu'allaq, technically, the report which is called mu'allaq, and literally the mu'allaq means hanging, literally hanging. It is either that which the complete chain has been omitted, or the start of the chain has omitted from the side of the narrator. So therefore, the masters in hadith, rahimahumullah, they make this sometimes reported from the last one on the chain. And this is known as mu'allaq by removal of the entire chain this one is an example this narration because here look at it Al-Bukhari said 
What did he say? He said, "Qala Ammar." Ammar said, and we know that between Ammar bin Yasir and Bukhari there are men. So he omitted the entire chain. This is known as Mu'allaq. It's known as Mu'allaq. Also, in cases if he would omit the beginning of the chain and attributes the narration to the sheikh of his sheikh, to the sheikh of his sheikh, this is also known as Mu'allaq. And the Mu'allaq is from the type of Da'if, of weak. In, in what respect? In the respect that we don't know who is omitted. Nor do we know the condition of the omitted. However, in the case of Imam al-Bukhari and others, if he is firm in his Mu'allaq report, then to him it is considered as Sahih. Then to him it is considered as Sahih. And in this case, Bukhari is making the ta'liq. Then he, if he affirms it, then he, to him, it is Sahih. But not with others. So whatever Al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, in his book, reported it, as Mu'allaq, while affirming it, then it is Sahih to him. Because it is not possible that he would be firm to attribute it in this way, except and unless that he believes that it is Sahih. However, he omits the chain for a reason. Either he forgot during that moment, or that the, narration, the narrators of this particular chain, their status, it may be that scholars had differed regarding them, and so he wanted to omit it while he is confident concerning their reliability or for another reason. This is the situation with the Mu'allaq in regard to its meaning, its types, and its condition with Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah. However, this narration is connected by other compilers. From them is al-Khamsa, five, Abu Dawood, At-Tirmidhi, An-Nasai, Ibn Majah, and Ahmed. Five, Abu Dawood, At-Tirmidhi, An-Nasai, Ibn Majah, and Ahmed. Connected it, connected the chain, connected the chain to Ammar bin Yasir on this narration. And Ibn Khuzayman, Ibn Hamma, Ibn Habban graded it as Hassan. Let's take another example from the Sunnah, which is similar to this one. And that is the saying of Abu Hurairah concerning the person who leaves the masjid after the Adhan. He said, as to this one, 
he disobeyed Abu Qasim. Abu Hurairah said this based on his fiqh, his understanding. And in respect, we know that the Prophet ﷺ ordained the congregational prayer. And as such, opposing him is a masiyah, is a sin. Now, when Abu Hurairah said that this person disobeyed Abu Qasim after he left after the Adhan, is it because he left after the Adhan or is it because he left the congregational prayer? The answer is the second. And that's why we say if he leaves to pray in another masjid, then in this case he did not disobey Abu Qasim. You understand? This is another example of the ishtihad, of the fiqh, of the sahabi, like this one. Some of the scholars say that this has the ruling of the raised one. Well, but this is questionable. In as long as the matter is part of fiqh, where ishtihad is possible, then it is an ishtihad from the companion. This is with respect to the hadith and its narration. So the correct position is that this is from the saying or the opinion of whom? Of Ammar bin Yasser. Due to the explanation or based on the explanation given now. The benefits of this narration that fasting this day Fasting this day of doubt concerning Ramadan is from sin, disobedience to the Prophet Then what about the days when we don't have doubt? Is there fasting obedience preceding Ramadan? The answer is no. Unless it is a day or two, right? If the person has it as a habit. Also, the days that are not considered to be of doubt are included in the hadith of Abu Huraira, which we discussed last night. Do not, huh? the hadith of last night. لا تقدم رمضان don't fast a day or two before Ramadan huh? unless it is what someone had a person who is in the habit of observing a particular fast from the benefits is the permissibility to inform the prophet to inform about the prophet by his nickname Abel Qasim why did he say Abel Qasim and he did not say he disobeyed Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the answer is to say that it was from the habit of the Arabs that nicknaming is from magnification meaning to call upon the individual by his nickname this is from 
magnification. Now someone may ask this question. If he says about Qasim, then it's possible that this may also resemble others and be confused with others. The answer is no. Because this nickname during the reign of the Sahaba, no one carried it except the Prophet And that's why the Prophet forbade that this kunya, this nickname be taken by any person lest there will be confusion. And so, lest also the one who is nicknamed by this Abu Qasim may be called and the Prophet وسلم, uh, hears and then he thinks that he is the one intended. The scholars differed as to what is the day of shak, of doubt. Then they differed as to the ruling on fasting this day. With respect to the day itself, some of the scholars said that the day of shak, the day of doubt, is the one whose night is clear while the moon is not sighted. The night is clear, but the moon is not sighted, cannot be seen. So they said this is Although the, the night is clear. The other opinion is that the day of shak of doubt is the day is, is that day whose night is cloudy, where there is a it is blurred, the sighting of the moon is blurred, the night is smoke, dark, or there are mountains, high mountains which uh, can blare the seeing of the crescent. And this is the closest opinion, that the day of doubt is the one which we don't know whether the crescent uh, exists for the month of Ramadan or not. However, with respect, when the night is clear, the night of the 30th is clear, this is not considered to be doubt. When we seek it and we don't see it, then it's not existing. And therefore, in this case, there is no doubt. And therefore, in this case, it is asserted that we don't, there is no obligation to fast. So therefore, according to the correct opinion, the day of doubt is the one whose night is... Uh, blurred, or the light, where the moon cannot be sighted. Then what about fasting this day? Some of the scholars said, the five rulings apply. Some of the scholars said, its fasting is obligatory. Some said it is mustahab, uh, meaning praiseworthy and recommended. And some said it is muhar, it's Muharram, forbidden. Some it is detested. Some said it is allowed. Meaning all the five rulings are applicable, as you can tell. Some of them said, people follow the Imam. If the Imam, meaning the leader of the Muslims, commands the fasting, then it is obligated to fast. Otherwise, no. 
Now, given this ikhtilaf, this difference of opinion, we say then the ikhtilaf should be taken to the Quran and Sunnah. If we refer to the Quran and Sunnah, then we know what Allah has said in 2.185. Qala Allah Ta'ala, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْ Then, whoever cites the crescent of the first night of the month of Ramadan, he must observe fasting. He must observe fasting that month. So, as you see, this is a conditional, conditionally obligating statement. This is a conditionally obligating statement, which means obligation of fasting if the month is of the if the sighting is what is a film. What does this entail in terms of understanding? It entails that if we don't sight, then it, there is no fasting obligated. So therefore, from this we know that the saying it is obligatory to fast is now what is negated by the Quran. Now what about the Sunnah? The Prophet said, إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُهُ فَصُومُ If you see, meaning you cite the crescent, then fast. And if you see, فَأَفْتِرُ If you see that of shawwal meaning, then break the fast. فَإِنْ غُمَّ عَلَيْكُمْ If it is blurred on you, فَأَكْمِلُ الْعِدَّةَ ثَلَاثِينَ Then complete the calculation of 30 days of the month of Sha'ban. From this now we know another proof that this negates what? Negates the obligation. Then let us look with respect to the recommendation. Those who said that it is recommended. We say the recommendation requires a dalil, evidence. Why? Because the recommendation indicates that this is a legal ruling and therefore it requires a dalil and there is no dalil in this matter. Now, what about the saying that it is mubah, allowable? When someone resorts to say that this is allowable, the reality is that the one who is saying this has an issue whereby to him the evidences are in opposition in terms whether they indicate wujub or other than wujub. So he takes the path of safety and he says it is allowable. Whoever fast, fast, and whoever doesn't, then may not. Now, what about those who said makruh, detested? They said that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conditioned the fasting upon the sighting of the month. So, and as such, we don't fast before it is sighted. And so, the Prophet ﷺ also conditioned the fasting upon the seeing. So, we don't fast before it. The correct position regarding this matter is that fasting the day of doubt is forbidden. Because this is a disobedience to the Prophet 
when he said in ummah alaykum faakmilu al-iddah thalathin and if it is blurred complete the calculation of 30 days meaning of the month of Sha'ban and what preponderates this opinion is the saying of Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu anhumah man sama al-yawm al-ladhi yushakku fee faqad asa asa ab al-qasim the one who fast the day where there is doubt then he has disobeyed ab al-qasim so it is forbidden therefore to fast the day of doubt whether the person fasts with the intention that it is from Ramadan as a precaution or other than that except except for the case of someone fasting his regular habitual fast but not as it is from Ramadan as we learned in the previous hadith is that clear? and this uh, brings to the conclusion of the, the explanation of this Hadith from Bulugh al-Maram I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a benefit for myself and for all of you Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa taslim kathira